Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com. It's Tuesday, April 5th. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. Healthcare providers say Missouri is not prepared to deal with the continuing opioid crisis. What we've done in the past historically have not worked, and specifically for the black community, it has not worked. Because if it was working, why are overdose deaths increasing so significantly among the black population? In just a few minutes, we'll examine how fentanyl is driving Missouri's overdose crisis that is especially deadly for African Americans. Voters throughout the St. Louis region are going to the polls today in municipal elections. St. Louis residents will decide if they want a citizen's commission to draw ward maps for the Board of Aldermen. That measure includes some stronger ethics provisions. St. Louis County voters are being asked if they want to block the county executive from holding a second job. The measure is targeted at Democrat Sam Page, who continues to work as an anesthesiologist while holding the executive's post. A number of cities are hoping to implement their own sales taxes on online purchases, and there are hundreds of candidates running for local offices and spots on school boards. The polls close at 7 tonight. Missouri officials say they are making progress in clearing the backlog of thousands of untested evidence kits from sexual assault victims. As St. Louis Public Radio's Sarah Fenton reports, The Attorney General's office has spent more than three years sending the kits to the labs. The state has been working to find, track, and test its inventory of more than 7,000 DNA evidence kits collected shortly after a person is raped or sexually assaulted. Law enforcement agencies then run them through DNA databases. The Missouri Attorney General's office says close to 4,000 kits were eligible for testing because they had a corresponding police report. The state has sent about 3,300 kits to private labs. Former Judge M. Keithley Williams is leading the initiative. She says the testing will help keep criminals from assaulting people again. We're talking about cases that include sexual predators, not just a one-time event. People who have, on multiple occasions, been involved in these type of serious crimes. Keithley Williams says officials are prosecuting three people found through the DNA testing. I'm Sarah Fenton, St. Louis Public Radio. Midwest food banks are distributing food all the way to Poland to feed refugees from the war in Ukraine. The Illinois-based Midwest Food Bank and Missouri-based Convoy of Hope are distributing food from a warehouse in eastern Poland. The Midwest Food Bank's Mike Hoffman says the effort has fed about a quarter of a million people entirely thanks to community donations. Anytime anything happens, you sit at home and you watch it and you think, man, I wish I could do something. This is an outlet for people. If you want to help support this, As long as we have funding coming in for it, we want to continue to support this effort. Hoffman says the groups have enough funding to send two more shipping containers full of food and supplies to Ukrainian refugees. Missouri is trying a new program to help reverse the trend of high turnover among direct support professionals in the mental health field. Officials are promising higher wages and more opportunities through an apprenticeship initiative. Jonathan All reports. In Missouri, people who work with those with developmental disabilities have a turnover rate of more than 50 percent. The new Missouri Talent Pathways program gives new hires a one-year apprenticeship with a minimum wage of $15 an hour and a 10 percent raise after the first year. Dwayne Shumate is the coordinator of employment and community engagement for the State Department of Mental Health. He says the apprenticeship will act as the beginning of a career. They're learning a wide variety of skills where it's not just continuing to work as a direct support professional, 
that they would be opening up opportunities. The Missouri program is believed to be the first of its kind in the nation and recently received approval from the U.S. Department of Labor's Office of Apprenticeship. I'm Jonathan All, St. Louis Public Radio. Fentanyl is driving an overdose crisis in Missouri. It's proving especially deadly for African Americans. Health experts say existing efforts to treat drug addiction are not benefiting people who need help the most. Alex Smith reports. A decade ago, Missouri's opioid crisis was fueled by prescription pills and largely affected rural, mostly white communities. But in the last five years, the crisis entered a new phase, one dominated by fentanyl and focused in urban spaces. Morris Lockett saw this change firsthand. The St. Louis resident used drugs for most of his life and ended up spending 17 years in prison. When he returned home in 2019, he found the scene had transformed. I mean, the drugs that were normally on the street wasn't on the street, and the drugs that was on the street was pretty much laced with fentanyl. It didn't matter if someone was looking for heroin or cocaine. Morris said it was hard to find any drug that didn't contain the incredibly potent and deadly synthetic opioid. Fentanyl's toll was devastating and immediate. Starting in 2016, the opioid overdose rate among black men across Missouri began climbing to nearly three times the overdose rate for white men. And now, Kansas City is seeing fentanyl overdoses increase here, too. One of the most effective weapons in the fight against opioids is medication-assisted treatment, where a patient takes a drug like buprenorphine every day to prevent cravings. This method has been shown to reduce both withdrawal symptoms and overdoses and keep people engaged in treatment for longer. But in Missouri, it's hard for people to access that help. Rachel Winograd of the Missouri Institute of Mental Health says that's because many treatment programs require patients to do extensive screenings or commit to therapy. We are making it so hard to get treatment that it is next to impossible for a lot of people who are out there in really, really struggling. These barriers leave people waiting for treatment or having it taken away before they're ready. Winograd has helped guide state efforts that encourage treatment programs to get rid of some requirements and provide medications to patients on the same day they start looking. In one study, researchers found that Missouri programs that adopted this approach saw the use of medications nearly double. These patients stayed in treatment longer, and the state saved money by preventing the need for additional future treatment. Utilization of buprenorphine and methadone, the two most efficacious medications for treating opioid disorder, has broadly increased over the last four years. Although some treatment centers in Missouri have expanded their use of medications, many haven't. Often that's because of different treatment preferences, including taking an abstinence-only approach. In Kansas City, a lack of treatment access is already proving deadly. The city reported 145 opioid overdose deaths in 2020, an increase of more than 50 percent from the previous year. And local experts say the number of overdoses is going up still. There is some movement on the state level. The Missouri Department of Mental Health launched a new campaign this year to reduce more barriers to medication-assisted treatment and train more medical professionals in prescribing these drugs. Dr. Kanika Cunningham, who helps many black residents through recovery in St. Louis, says that effort is welcome but overdue. Unfortunately, it took for this pandemic on top of this to really exacerbate this, I guess, for, for some people to see that this has been an urgency for years. 
Because of socioeconomic factors and targeting by crime organizations, it's now black communities in places like St. Louis that are bearing the brunt of fentanyl. As of 2019, Missouri had the third highest black overdose rate in the country, while the rate for white residents had dropped below the national average. To turn this crisis around, Cunningham says, Missouri must confront long-standing problems such as treatment deserts and mistrust of health care that have left black communities without the resources they need. What we've done in the past historically have not worked, and specifically for the black community, it has not worked. Because if it was working, why are overdose deaths increasing so significantly among the black population? That was Alex Smith reporting. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. This has been The Gateway. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.